everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Sessions with Sid. I am so excited to present to you today's guest, who is one of my dear friends and has made a huge impact on my life. Christina Rice is a holistic business coach, functional nutritional therapy practitioner, primal health coach, and intuitive Reiki healer. She is also the host of the Wellness Realness podcast, and she is seriously one of my favorite human beings. This woman impacts so many people's lives on a daily basis with her beautiful soul and powerful energy. And anyone who knows her knows what a privilege it is and an honor it is to know her. And I know that you will feel this in today's episode. I'm so excited because I got to dive in with her into a side of her that she doesn't always share as much, and that is her spiritual side. Christina is a powerful, intuitive, and healer and psychic, and I've done Reiki with her, and it's truly a really special experience. So if you get a chance to do some Reiki with her, she does distance Reiki, and it's really amazing. In today's episode, we talk about her spiritual journey and how she came into her psychic intuitive gifts and things along the way that helped her and signs along the way that she noticed. We dive into ways to trust and open up your intuition. So if you're wondering how to do that, we talk about that. We talk about both of our experiences with spiritual awakening and some of the dark sides to it. We talk about so much in this episode and it is seriously so amazing. So without further ado, enjoy today's show. Well, I'm here with Christina Rice. Welcome to the show. We just had an amazing conversation before recording and I'm so honored to have one of my dearest, most treasured friends and soul family. Thank you for coming on the show. How are you doing? Oh my gosh. I'm so grateful to be here. I'm so excited for you and like just so happy that you started your podcast and have been doing this. Um, so yeah, I'm just so excited to be here and still, I mean, I think we're both emotional from our little love session five <laughs> minutes ago. Um, but yeah, it's crazy. Like thinking about how we met in an airport, like, we, oh. like what, what are the chances of the universe? Like we collided. Right. Um, so yeah. And now I'm here on your podcast and I am honored to be here. So thanks for having me. Of course. Yeah. I was thinking about how we met, um, in LAX airport on the way to paleo I think it was two years ago. Um, 
I totally like had a moment of like, oh my God, it's Christina Rice. Like <laughs> I've been following her and she's like changed my life. And then it was just like amazing to meet you and like become friends with you and, and family, um, mm-hmm. frankly. So yeah, it's so fun to think about those things and how, like you said, the universe brings people together. So, um, yeah, you don't, you don't have chance meetings like that for no purpose. You know, it wasn't like we both met at like a health event, like we were going there, but the fact that we were both on the same flight to the same place, like we lived in different, totally different cities. Like you don't live in LA. Mm -hmm. So that was just wild. (laughs) I know it was so, so special. And here we are. Um, yeah. So can you please tell my listeners, I mean, I hope they know who you are and if not, they will, but can you tell my listeners who you are and, um, what you're passionate about, um, and what you, what you do? Yeah, of course. So my name is Christina Rice and I, um, I, I wear many hats. <laughs> so I have been blogging and I've been blogging for almost six years now, podcasting for almost five. And I, I'm the host of wellness realness podcast. Um, my blog is Christina wellness.com previously other things. Um, so I'm, I'm a writer, I'm a podcast host and I have been a holistic nutritionist for the last about four years or so. And then in the last year, now I focus on business coaching for other health and wellness coaches. Um, I also practice Reiki, Reiki healing. I do intuitive work. And, you know, when I was working with clients for chronic health issues, uh, I really found blending like the energetic work along with the nutrition lifestyle changes to be super powerful. And, um, and now I blend that also into my, my business coaching work. And I'm, you know, really big on, on the energy work, the energy healing. Um, and I think at the end of the day, my mission is really just to empower people, right. And to like help them step into their highest selves and give them confidence that they can do things that they might not have thought they could have. I mean, that's been my journey over and over again. Like, um, and if I can overcome things, so can other people. And I think just helping people continue to up level, uh, is really what I'm, I'm passionate about just empowerment. So that's a little bit about what I do. I love it. Thank you. Um, and you certainly help uh, up-level people's lives. And I was telling Christina before um, we started recording how much that she, you have impacted my life and got really emotional because it's really, it's rare to meet people in this physical lifetime that you just connect with right away and who you just feel so seen and gotten by. And I feel that very much with you. And, you know, you started to talk about how you moved into energetic and spiritual work. And I want to ask you about that journey. Um, because as I mentioned, you have really impacted my spiritual awakening and my journey to opening up spiritual energy work for myself and becoming a healer um, from a podcast episode that I remember listening to uh, 
um, it's episode 132, if anyone wants to go back to it. But in that episode, Christina talked about balancing chakras. And from that moment, I became curious about crystal healing. And I walked into a crystal shop in the hate in San Francisco and met a woman who would be critical to my, my journey because of you. And so can you please tell us what started your spiritual journey? And yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it goes back further than, than I would say, like, I think it it started when I was very young, but a lot of that was just forgotten about until I started waking up when I was older, you know, after I had graduated college, um, I, you know, I, you know, I've been through so much with my health and it was very up and down. And like, when you are at your lowest of lows and like, feel like you're facing death multiple times, you look for something greater. Right. And you hit a point, I had hit a point again with my health after I graduated where I was like, I, I don't know what else to do. Like I would try anything and being in Los Angeles and, you know, my previous, like kind of the circle I ran in and my previous boss, I had, I knew a lot about spirituality and all of this stuff, but I wasn't necessarily like into it. Um, and so, but I was aware and I hit a point with my health where I just thought I will try anything. And my functional medicine doctor who is like very rooted and, you know, he works in the ER, he's an MD and does integrative medicine. He had started, uh, recommending all of his patients go to, go to see like energy healers and like psychics. And I was like, okay, if Dr. Lakos thinks this is legit, maybe I should try it. And so, and his assistant is one of my best friends. And so she was telling me, she's like, we've been sending people to this person, this person, this person. And I'm like, I'll try whatever at this point. So I pay, you know, an arm and a leg to go see some woman. I, it takes me like two months to get into her. And like, um, that was my first serious psychic experience, like 90 minutes. Like I, I was like, it changed my life. And she gave me to this day, like every single thing she said came true, every single thing. And it was 90 minutes of me asking questions and it, it just blew my mind. And after that, I was like, okay, I can't deny this, this happened. So then I start kind of getting interested in trying different types of energy work. And I started seeing different people, different types of energy healing, uh, different types of psychics. And I had this dream one night that was just like Reiki, like you need to do Reiki. It was like an angel visited me and told me I need to do Reiki. And I was like, okay. So I go online and I'm like, how do we get certified? And then I found out there's weekend workshops and I'm like, that's not really my style. So I bought a book on Reiki. I actually bought an online course that came with a book and I was reading this book and then my friend had recommended some woman. She was like, she recommends this woman named Firestar and she's like, Firestar does feng shui in her house. She'll like, she'll clear the bad energy in her house. And like, and she's also a massage therapist. And I'm like, sign me up. (laughs) So Firestar walks in my house and like, I love her energy. She's awesome. And, and she's like walking around my apartment, feeling out the energy, whatever. And she's like, what's, she's like, do you do Reiki? Cause she saw my book sitting on my bed and I'm like, not yet, but I, I want to become certified. I want to do it. So I'm learning more about it. And she was like, Oh, did you know I'm a Reiki master? And I was like, no, she's like, yeah, like I, I do body work in Reiki. And I was like, Oh, and I was just like, it's typical me. This is, I'm like, Oh, well 
I think you should be my Reiki master. I'm like, <laughs> like I, I think that's why you're why you're here. <laughs> I love it. It's so it's you. So cl- it's so me. It's like whenever people, it'll be like people will come on my podcast, and I'm like, yeah. So I think you need to work with me because I need your services. Um, and I just kind of force people into this. Like, you know, my friend, Rachel, right? Rachel Barber. Yeah. You met Rachel. Mm -hmm. Like, like literally that's what happened to her. I was like, she wasn't seeing one-on-one clients anymore. And I'm like, yes, I know you're not seeing one-on-one clients, but I need you to work with me. So this is happening. Like, (laughs) so, (laughs) so like, anyways, so that's a fire star. And she was like, oh, she's like, well, I mean, you know, I haven't, I haven't, um, you know, had a student in like two years, but like, I guess she was like, I mean, I don't know why else the universe would have this happen. I'm like, same. So, you know, so anyways, that started sort of my spiritual mentorship with Firestar. And I loved the way she taught me Reiki because it wasn't the typical certification. I, it was really a spiritual mentorship. It was like, you know, over six, six to nine months. And we saw each other regularly and she taught me all types of things and really taught me about intuitive work. And at the time I didn't realize that what she was teaching me was more than just Reiki. So like she was teaching me Reiki, but all of these other things. And so I thought that was always just all Reiki. And it wasn't until afterwards that I realized, Oh, I don't just do Reiki. I do like a lot of different and te- like techniques within energy healing. And I had kind of developed my own style and still, still play with it and still have since then developed other things. And had developed my intuition so much. And so that was kind of the big thing that happened. And then over time working with different healers, I just, I love working with different healers and picking up different things because you know, everyone you work with teaches you something new because everyone has their own style. And so over the years, um, you know, I've learned different things and just like tapped more and more into my intuition. And like, um, you know, I had been seeing all these healers and they're all telling me like, you know, you're a psychic medium, like you're a really strong psychic. And I'm like, at first I was like, really? Like, I don't feel like Raven Simone, but okay. (laughs) So like, and then I started to understand more and tap in more and like just opening up. And, and then it was like, yeah, I know. Right. So working with different people to develop that. Um, and so then that was kind of the journey. And then as I was opening up and developing more of that, I, you know, I started the, the more psychics I saw, I realized they weren't really serving me because, it was like, I mean, I was like, I know better than you, you know, I was like, okay, never mind. Um, and, and then I've had more and more memories. It was like a lot of things that I had forgotten about when I was a child started, like, you know how this is it, things from when I was a child started coming back to the surface. And there's a lot from my childhood. I blacked out honestly. Um, and over the last year and a half, I would say a lot has risen to the surface surface and like specifically, you know, memories um around I mean like every night I would sit I would sit on the everyone would go to sleep and I'd sit on the floor in my bedroom like I forgot about this for so long I'd sit on the floor and I would talk to all my spirit guides and I just remember this and I would like just talk to all of them and and I would get in trouble by my parents sometimes because they'd be like Christina why are you awake and you know I was like three years old and I'd be like, I don't know, like get in your bed. Like they'd be so pissed at me. Um, and you know, I think all of that just gets you to turn it off. But now that I'm older, I remember a lot of these things. Um, and so I guess it started on really early, like most people, but then it kind of gets turned off because conditioning life people, and then now it's been turned back on and always evolving and growing and, and changing. So that's kind of, that's kind of been the journey. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, it's so incredible to hear how 
you, it found you like Mm -hmm. as things do. Um, nothing is an accident. And I love that your mentor came into your life and you're like, you're it, let's go. Um, and that all these other avenues opened up for you. Um, it's so powerful. And I love that you fell into Reiki. Um, it's interesting because, so I've had a Reiki session with you, distance Reiki, which was amazing. And this was when I first started awakening and you're just the way that you, so for people who don't know, Christina does Reiki both distance and in person. And a lot of people are like, how does Reiki work distantly? And it's, or distantly, I'm making up words. And it's the same thing. I mean, it was such a powerful experience. And then you sent me um, a voice message of all of the, the psychic downloads that you received. And it was just like, oh my God. And actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I remember you telling me, you need to go to Arizona. You need to go to Arizona. And guess what? I actually haven't told you this, but I'm going, I'm turning 30 in July and I'm going to Sedona for a solar retreat. Wow. And I was like, this is why Christina, and Mm -hmm. I'm getting chills right now as I say this, but like, Mm -hmm. this is why Christina told me I need to go. And I just Mm -hmm. feel this sense of like massive up-leveling is about to happen. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. I love hearing that because, you know, when I share my downloads, like half of it doesn't even make sense. Like, I'm like, I don't even know what this means, but I tell people everything because what happens often is, I mean, either they're like, yeah, that's, this is what this means. Right. Or it comes up later on down the line. Like this just happened the other day with one of my other friends. Like it was like two years ago. I, she, she was like, do you remember in that session, like two years ago when you told me this and we had no idea what it meant. And like, now it's very much come up and it's a huge thing. And so sometimes that at the time people will be like, this is crazy. This doesn't even make sense. And then it comes up later in your life. And this has been my experience too with different psychics. It's like, you don't know what, what it means at the time, but it's so cool to see how things play out. Like, I love hearing that. That's amazing. It, I, yeah, it was so incredible. Um, and I, I remember just like, as a side note, because it's really funny. You didn't know at the time that I have a cat. And you're like, I see this cat like near you. And it was funny because my cat was laying next to me during the session and you knew, but you didn't know I had a cat. So it was just yeah. like, this, this, like, this shit's real. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Um, and then you inspired me to get Reiki certified actually, which I don't think I told you, but. That's amazing. Yeah. I'm so excited. Yeah. yeah. I love Reiki. I love it. It's amazing. It's, and it's incredible to do on yourself mm-hmm. too. Like it's so incredible. Um, so that was just kind of a little spinoff, but, um, so you mentioned you found or Firestar found you and kind of led you to different, um, avenues. And then you also mentioned like there are people that just didn't serve you um, which I think is so important for people to to recognize, like your intuition knows best mm-hmm. if if something doesn't serve you. And I think a lot of times we think like, oh, well, this person 
is above me. They're a healer. I'm going to listen to everything they say and they must be right. And it's really comes back to like, we know what's best for us because we're all intuitive at the core. Was there any, anybody else or anything else that you recall that like really contributed to you honing in your intuition and opening up your psychic medium gifts? Well, yeah, I mean, I think the two main people that helped me develop specifically were, I mean, Firestar at the beginning and then doing a lot on my own. And that was really important for me. And then I worked with um, a healer out here in San Diego and he's like, super low-key like you meet in the back of the house like it's all it's you know like he doesn't have a website or like he's like he's this like 65 year old gay man who like is a little crazy but amazing um (laughs) it's like like he's like so on the dl you can't find him it's like all word of mouth like i heard about him through my colon hydrotherapist (laughs) like and anyways i worked with him and i would go see him every week for i mean a year and he he taught me a lot. He taught me a lot that it's been interesting. He taught me a lot and helped me open up in a lot of ways, but I have since kind of gotten rid of a lot of the processes he taught me because it it served me at the time and helped me open up. But there was always this resistance there where it's like, it felt too, like it was like following a process and it worked. It worked the same way. Like you can read, there are books out there. It's like how to tap into your intuition. It like gives you specific prayers to say or things, whatever. And it like, it works, but if it doesn't resonate, like it just didn't feel good. And so it helped me a lot open up, but it was very systematic and like a process that I liked because it helped me see that. And this comes down to like trying different people's methods and seeing what serves you and what doesn't. Um, and so he was probably the other, the other main person that helped me really open up and um, really enhance like my healing abilities, like I have really strong Reiki, like really, like most, it's like people always tell me that, like healers tell me that people, like so many people tell me that like your distance Reiki is way more powerful than anyone in person I've seen. And like, I'm not saying that to sound like, it's not me, you know, it's, it's not me. It's just like, I don't even know the Reiki goes through me really well. Um, so he was probably, he was another like really influential person for me. Um, and I think I just kind of want to speak more to what you were saying before, where like people who don't serve you necessarily. Um, and I know I've talked to you about this too, like on your journey and it took me a while to figure this out in terms of like, you know, in the spiritual world, people want to grow their intuition. They want to get more in touch. Look, everybody's intuitive. Just not everybody has tapped into it yet. And there are a lot of people in the spiritual world who kind of hold themselves on a pedestal and act holier than thou. And just because somebody's psychic doesn't mean that they're better than you. And also doesn't mean that they know how to interpret what they're saying. And this is why like you can go see like five psychics in a day and they might all tell you something different. It doesn't necessarily mean that any of them are wrong, but everybody can interpret things very differently. Um, and some things are, are clearer to certain people than others. And I really believe that a good healer, a responsible healer empowers people or like a teacher of that sort, a spiritual teacher empowers their students to tap in without them, not to depend on them to have to get this done. Right. So like whenever I have a Reiki session with somebody, I always leave them with things to do on their own. You know, I don't just say, 
oh, the only way you can keep things in balance and feel better is by seeing me every week, right? No, I give you things to do. Like, and I help people tap in, right? Because at the end of the day, like I can give people intuitive messages and I'm happy to do that and give you downloads, but I would much rather teach you how to do that for yourself, you know? And for anyone out there, you know, I've worked with so many healers and mentors and there's a lot of them who don't actually do that teaching process and they may they'll say they're your spiritual mentor but they're not really empowering you to actually go out there on your own and that's really important to me you know i want to help other people tap in and like and i do this with my friends too like my friends will always be like hey can you ask your pendulum this or hey can you meditate on this and tell me and i'm like and i'm like i will but i want you to do it first right? Like I want you to tap in first and tell me what comes up and then I'll tell you what comes up for me. Um, cause that's how I learned too. Like when I worked with, um, the guy out here, Anthony, like I, I was like, all this stuff's coming in so strongly and part of me feels like I'm crazy. How do I believe it? And he was like, okay, well, we'll play a game. He's like, we're, we're both going to, I'm going to ask you something. You're going to tell me what comes up. I'm going to write down, I'm going to write down what comes up first. And you're going to tell me, and then I'm going to show you it's the same thing. Right. Or like we would have experiences like, I mean, he like, I mean, I know this sounds whatever, but I mean, he also like, he did healing on me and he would pull things out of my body. And I'd like, I'd be like, did you see that? Like, like we would literally see the same thing. Um, it, it was just undeniable. And that gave me confidence. Right. Cause and then it got to the point where I'm like, well, I don't need to ask, I don't need to ask you if I'm right anymore. I just know I am. Um, so like, I think that's super important to, if you want to develop your, mediumship abilities, your psychic abilities, your intuition to work with somebody who actually is giving the, giving you the tools and pushing you a bit, um, instead of just, but I mean, if you don't want to learn, that's totally fine too. Some people just like to go to the psychic and tell them what's up or just get the healing. But I do like to just empower people to trust themselves. Cause I think that's what grows confidence. Yeah. Like a huge, like amen to everything you just said. I mean, not not depending on other people for what you can intuitively cultivate within yourself is so important. And I do that with, I mean, especially myself, but my therapy clients, like a lot of people come to me and they, and they're like, okay, I want you to tell me what to do, or I want you to like, give me advice. And I'm like, um, I'm not here to tell you what to do. I'm here to guide you. So um, I think what you, what you should do is like, listen to your own intuition. And, and a lot of them are just like, oh, like that's an option. It's like, yeah, yes. <laughs> it's actually what we should all do. Like we tend to treat other people as all knowing, but, uh, what I heard, uh, one of my favorite shamans that I follow say is like, I'm not your guru. I am not above you. I'm here to help you remember, Mm -hmm. but I'm not like, I'm not teaching you. I'm just helping you remember what you already know. And it just, it's, it's such a like light bulb thing to like have said, you know, like, you know, you have the answers. And I used to hate when people would tell me that like on this journey, they'd be like, you have all the answers inside of you. And I just wanted to be like, fuck you. No, I don't. (laughs) It's like, but like you said, now you just, you're confident and you just know when something is a sign or you know when something is a download. And I have come to that place too, where I just know if I see a certain sign or if I see a certain number, like that's my grandma or, um, you know, that's a message. 
And Mm -hmm. it's so cool to be able to get to that place where you don't need to like ask someone else, is this a sign? Like, yeah, you just know. Mm -hmm. Um, so thank you for, for saying that. I think it's so important for people to know. And, you know, you touched on this a bit, but if people listening are like, oh, I want to tap into my intuition. I want to, I'm going to say remember instead of learn how to do this. Um, what are some things that you would offer people that they could do? Yeah. I mean, I think people want like some magic thing that they've never heard before, but it's nothing that you haven't heard before, to be honest. Like what what works is literally, first of all, open space and some silence and meditation. And people are like, I can't meditate. Yeah, you can. Okay. Meditation. Like, let's just open up what that means for a second. Meditation. Can, can you just get silent and sit down and just like be with your thoughts and yourself? It's just as simple as that. And it's not even about clearing your mind. Like, yes, that's mindfulness that that can help train your brain in a certain way, but just getting quiet and letting yourself sit walking in nature without technology. You can let your thoughts roam. You can, you're allowed to think things, right? Like sometimes your thoughts are downloads. You think their thoughts are their downloads. But the first thing is just creating open space and silent time, right? Silent time and meditating. Like meditating is so, so helpful. The other thing that can be great is um, like journaling and like automatic writing. And so it's really just like saying I'm, I'm setting this intention, like whatever flows through me flows through me and journaling and letting your, your your hand go and write on the paper and just kind of leaving your thoughts aside. It might not make sense. It might, but you never know, like things just start to come out. Um, I actually like to do this typing technology can actually help you tap it in. Like, um, and so, and I will literally just close my eyes and like, let my fingers flow. And it's like, I don't even know what comes out, but stuff comes out. That's another way. Um, and a third way that works really well for me is dancing. Like I get almost all of my downloads when I dance, like I will just turn on the music. I'm so lost in my head. And I put a piece of paper like nearby me and I write down so much stuff when I dance. Like it's crazy. Whenever I really want to get an answer, I, I dance like, and I just let my mind go blank and shit just comes through and I get so much. So those are the three things I would say, like picking, picking one of them or trying all of them and seeing what resonates is really great. Um, but the, the, the silence in the space is key. It's like you can't hear your downloads if you're cluttered with everybody else's thoughts and like to-do lists. You know, it's like getting that space is so important. And um, so those are the three main things. But I do also think like, I mean, I think I do think working with some type of spiritual mentor is so helpful. And like going to see psychics and going to see energy healers and like tell people like, you know, I really want to tap into this. And, you know, it's like, for example, when people tell me that, and I give them a Reiki and I have an intuitive session with them. I say, oh, so your guides told me that the best way for you to connect with them is this way, right? And I'll, I'll help them. Or like if somebody tells me like, I want to tap into this, like certain people, it's like I'll kind of mentor, I'll mentor with this, right? And so um, you can totally, I would say start, start experiencing it, you know, start seeing how other people do it, start seeing their style because everybody has a different style um, and things come through in different ways. So I would start just experiencing different types of healers and different type of types of psychics and mediums. And that just helps you open up. And sometimes just getting clearings can help open up blocks too. Um, you know, especially if there's anything in your third eye blocking. So getting clearings and healings can help and just experiencing different people's styles. And, you know, 
if you have an opportunity for some type of mentorship and just telling someone, you know, I really want to tap in, even if you don't know who, who that would be, like go see a healer and ask them, be like, you know, I really want to start tapping into this and learn more. Like, do you, do you mentor people or like, do you know somebody who could help me with that? Um, and they'll probably know somebody and refer you to someone. So Mm -hmm. that's, those are kind of the main things I would say. Yeah. I love especially that you talked about dancing because I know you know that I am a dancer and I just like that's my favorite form of mm-hmm. movement of feeling through things of just escaping and um and it's something that I talk about with clients as well is just like moving energy in your body and getting those things unstuck and it's amazing when you can get into like what I kind of experience as a trance state, like Mm -hmm. when you're dancing, you get like high. I mean, Mm -hmm. off of what I, what I call high off of spirit. And it's just like, you're moving your body and you can't even, nothing else even matters. And then you just, I remember just like you scribble and it's just like all this stuff comes and it's really beautiful. Thank you for sharing those. Um, those with people. Um, I wanted to, uh, ask you kind of moving back to like this experience of awakening. Cause I don't know if people maybe are as familiar with like what that means. Um, or in case people aren't familiar with what that means. Um, I'm wondering if you can maybe just describe what your awakening experience was like in terms of, I know what mine was like, and I know that there are darker parts of it. Um, I'm always curious other people's awakening experiences. Mm -hmm. Well, I think, I think it was slow. Like, I think, I mean, there's one, there's one main period where like a big shift happened, but it's been like, shifts like there have been so many different moments where it's like that just cracked cracked me open a bit more and i feel like for me i feel like i was always woke i just didn't realize it and i and i think back now to like all these times like beyond childhood like middle school high school when i was having all these thoughts and feeling like such an outsider and like what the hell is going on and now realizing like so much of that was intu- intuitive stuff going on um and so it wasn't like I just woke up one day and was psychic. Like that's not how it happened, you know, but, and I think it, it grows over, it grows, it grew over time. The, the, one of the main things that like kind of shifted, shifted things for me was, uh, I mean, when I got attuned for Reiki, because it wasn't just getting attuned, it was just like opening up and, after I got attuned. So, I mean, she told me, she was like, you know, I've been attacked by spirits all week about, about attuning you. And I was like, Oh, I was like, do you not want to? I was like, I don't want to do this if we're not supposed to. And she was like, no, it's not that you're not supposed to. She was like, they're dark spirits. And she's like, they're attacking me because they don't want to turn on your light because you're so powerful. And I was like, Oh shit. Right. And I was like, I was like, okay. Like, I was like, are you sure you want to? Like, I don't like the idea of you getting attacked by dark spirits. Like, she's like, no, it means it's really important that I do because they know you're really powerful and they're trying to get me to not. Um, And so she attuned me and it was this really intense experience. And for about one to two weeks after that, I felt 
like I was just drugged. I felt like I was, it was like a, a super detox. I mean, that night I was, I mean, honestly, like <laughs> that night I remember going, like, I just felt so exhausted. I got in my pajamas. I, I was looking in the mirror and I like saw all of these, all these people behind me. And I was like, I was like, a, I was like, it was the first time I was afraid to like sleep by myself. I was like, there are so many people here right now. Like, and I could just feel, I never felt that much before. And I was like, it was just too much. And I started crying and it felt so heavy. It felt so gray and dark. And I was like, what the fuck is this shit? Like, and I went to sleep and like, it was just, I, I felt like over that next week, like they went away over the next couple of days. And I would tell them like, you can't be here. And like, um, I kept giving myself Reiki and, um, but for about a couple of weeks, I mean, like I was like physically ill, like I was physically ill, like in the sense of just so tired and felt drugged. It felt like Lyme disease. Like, um, I've been through that too. Right. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. that's kind of just how it felt. And then I, and then I got better and I felt just more open and tapped in and things were just flowing in more easily. And that's kind of the main, the main thing that I remember and since then it's been a series of like I'll have really big breakdowns really big breakdowns and it's like crying so hard you feel like your chest is ripping open and you're like you're standing and you're crying so hard you're brought to your knees and you lay on the floor and you're pounding and you're like I feel like I'm five years old having a temper tantrum and it's like I can't breathe I can't feel I can't I'm just being ripped apart at the seams and like anytime that's happened it's like releasing so much anger, so much trauma, whatever, that that starts to open me up even more. Um, and so those have been very, very important moments. And there have been a few energetic clearings that I've experienced that have just been so powerful. And it's like right after that, like, I mean, I feel it happen. I feel things open up immediately. Uh, with the third eye opening up or like literally like things leaving my body and I'm seeing this and I feel like I physically just feel different. And so all of those together is kind of like what that awakening process has been, has been for me. But I kind of feel like for me, like the big pivot of like, be like, Oh wow. Like I'm here now was right after the, the first attunement. Wow. Like, thank you for sharing all that. Like as you were talking, I was just like feeling a lot of things in my body and a lot of like resonation with what you're talking about. Like being psychically attacked is like really fucking scary. And like, I totally resonate with that. Um, I, so the woman I was led to in the crystal shop because of your podcast, um, I remember one time I went in and I was like, I literally was like in panic mode, like not this is like, I'm not, I wasn't catatonic, but I was just like, I need to go to the crystal store right now mm-hmm. and see Cheeky. And I walked in and I remember her face just looking like, okay, stay back. Like there's something on you. And I was just like, what the fuck is going on? Mm-hmm. And she like walks me to the back of the store. She like has me sit like feet away from her. And she's just like, okay, I can't even hug you today. Like there's something going on. Like we need to clear your energy. And it was just like this really gnarly experience. And what you said about like your, um, Reiki master being like, no, it's really important that I tune you because you are the light. Like these dark entities, they want to take down 
the high vibration beings because they want to like suck our energy. And it is like so insane to, to like feel that and to be in that. Um, because you are such a powerful being. Like, I mean, that thank you for sharing those experiences. Um, I think like the term spiritual awakening, it just like, it sounds like it's like rainbows and butterflies and Mm -hmm. it is this really beautiful experience that we go through, but it requires healing a whole lot of shit Mm -hmm. uh, along the way. And like, clearing out old patterns and healing ancestral trauma and like all of these things that like it's so hard to explain to somebody who doesn't quite understand. And so as you're talking about like being on your knees, like rushing from emotion, like, whew, I so resonate um, with that. And some of it is past life things, you know, like I saw, I saw this one healer, um, and she, she basically like, she like looks inside of your physical body and like brings up past life stuff and unhooks things and clears things out physically. And she works through a group of like light beings called Ben. Like she steps out of consciousness. Like she completely steps out and then they take over. And she was working on me and, you know, something that's been a big part of like my issues are like, tr- I have really bad trust issues. Like I've always had this, which is, it seems so weird because I'm so open like with, with people, but it's like, I'm open, but it, there's still a block with most people. It's like, there aren't that many people that I fully let in. Right. Um, there are pieces of me that like not many people know. Right. And it's like this, this just, this defense mechanism, these heart walls, especially with romantic relationships. Like it's always been, I mean, I don't, it's, I don't know that I've let, you know, I really, it's really hard for me to let people in. Um, and people who know me know that, like they all know that there's that, that piece of me. And she was telling me, she was like, okay, so there are hooks here, 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 because she's like, I think you have a lot of trust issues. And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, so what's, what's happened is there were, at least two lifetimes. And I want to tell you about them now where you were killed because you were a seer. And she told me about two and, and one was basically like I was a seer and I was working with the governor's wife and she let, and I was helping her like, and she really loved me and she let slip that she was seeing me and the governor had me killed. And for me, it was like learning, like I can't trust people I'm close to. And then the second life was, I was um, like, I don't know what you call it. Like the right hand man of like the king or whatever um and like his his child didn't didn't like me and felt like you know I was more important than him and then basically told his dad a lie about something I had done said I was a traitor and then I was killed and so it was like and 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 like the way I was advising him was with my psychic abilities and so her point with these two past lives were just like she wants, she was like, I want you to know, because like you learn to not trust people close to you, that you can't trust people close to you. And also that your ability would get you killed like two, twice, at least twice in a row. Um, and when she said that, I was just like, it was like, you know, you can see it in your head and you're like, this makes so much sense. Like it makes so much sense. And I just started crying and I'm just like, I'm like, so what do I do with this? And she's like, you just need to know. 
You just need to know so you can release it. And for me, it made so much sense, especially as I put together like all these trust issues. And it's been really helpful for me, like just me as I am, like opening up and trusting people more to like understand where that comes from. And that's not, it's not mine. It's not for this life. Um, and that it's safe for me to see, you know, it's like, I'm not going to get, you know, and like before that, it's like getting hanged, you know, like if you're like anyone who's a healer has been killed in a past life, like you've been burned at the stake, whatever. Right. Like, and it's about just like knowing that in this life, that's not how it is. Um, so that was super interesting to me and just not even like the fact that I was killed for being a seer, but the way the trust issues moved into this life was key for me. Um, cause I think a lot of intuit, like a lot of people want to know about their past lives and it's just like, why? Like, it doesn't really matter unless it helps you release something like that. It's like, you know, if you're a healer, do you really need to go see a psychic for them to tell you like, oh yeah, you were burned at the stake. Like you don't really need to really, that's not going to really help anything. But when it comes down to like why I don't trust people I'm super close to, like that's a deep wound that was helpful to release. Um, so I don't even know why I shared that story, but I felt like it was relevant. I'm so glad you did. Um, thank you for sharing that. Like I. I think it just like highlights even more what you were saying about like if you're wanting to open up your intuition and your abilities, how important it is to do the work with other healers, at least to understand yourself. Like this process is so much of understanding yourself and releasing stuff that is going to like can hold you back from fully stepping into your power. And I know like I've talked to you about that with like my personal like story. And, you know, you said, I just, I just want you to step into your power. And I think a lot of that is like, we need to do the shadow work. We need to do the inner child work. We need to do like, maybe we need that past life stuff to release. It's, it's about like shedding and releasing so we can be free, like free beings of the light and like serve the world. And so I think it was so important that you share that. Um, because it really, sheds light on how important that work is and like it does take investing in yourself in ways that you know and I know that you talk about this all the time which is so true but like you have to invest in yourself and you have to like put the stories behind you of like I know like a big one that you talk about is like I can't afford this like I can't afford a healer I can't like those are just stories and like how when you show yourself and you show the universe, like I'm ready to step into my power and I'm doing that by going to see this healer because I'm like, I know I'm going to get benefit from it. Like you get quote paid back like tenfold. I mean, you have to, you have to do the work in order to get to the like beautiful parts, uh, so to speak. Um, I wanted to share something with you about a past life because I think it's so important, like, to know, like you said, it's important to know if it helps you release. Mm-hmm. But, like, so um, I was connected to Kelly Rowland um, through you, and I'm so grateful for that. Um, Kelly's a human design expert, but she's also this uh, powerful uh, spiritual healer and mentor. And she told me in one of our sessions, like, you have a past life where I'm feeling a lot of like, like you were strangled or something with your throat. Like you were 
like drowning or something. And like, there's this, uh, memory of panic in your cells and you can release that right now after this session. Like you don't need to, to fight or panic in this lifetime. And it tied into like panic attacks I was having in the past. And I was just like, Whoa. And I felt like I released it after that. And it was like having somebody name, like, mm-hmm. like your healer named for you, like you in this lifetime, you don't need this anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's so powerful. Yeah. And I've had that. It shows up, it showed, showed up a lot with different clients. Like I've had clients who cannot get pregnant and like, I have a session and I'm like, because I mean, there are different stories and one comes to mind where literally like she in a past life, like she had just had a baby and then her husband was shot in front of her and it was like not wanting to bring another baby. Into, and that's like really intense. Right. Or it's like having a miscarriage in a last life and it's like being carried into this and knowing like that happened before I can release that. Like in this life, it's actually safe to have a child. Like sometimes it's literally, literally that has got like people start to get pregnant. Like, um, there are all kinds of things that show up or even like with love, like one of my friends has such a hard time with relationships. And like, we got into her past life where basically like one of them was, I mean, she was not, she was like in love with a slave essentially. And, and that worked for the family. And that was so wrong taboo. And she had to suppress everything and like felt like, and that has translated into this life where she absolutely like she just can't connect with somebody and she's like it's not safe and they're gonna hate him like and she's like I don't even know why I have that belief and when I named it she was like holy shit like right and it's like just mismatched emotions in this life the same way we talk about like environmental mismatch with health right it's like mismatch mismatch emotions and I think you know past life stuff sometimes it's helpful and sometimes it's not and I don't always share everything I see with people. And I think that's part of being a responsible intuitive is like, you don't, and I always ask my guides, like, should I tell them? And they'll tell me. Right. But it's like, some people are obsessed with past life progressions and it's like, why? Like, if it's not going to serve you, like, what's the point? But then there are things that are super helpful when you realize it's not mine to, to bring into this life. Like that is super valuable. And it's like, like you said, as soon as someone gives you the explanation, you're like, Oh, that makes sense. I can, I can release that. Not mine anymore. So I think it just, um, I'm not a believer of like seeking out past lives. I'm more of a believer of seeing healers and then they'll tell you if it's relevant and if it comes up. Um, because sometimes there are memories that in this, this is in this life too. And I know this is true of me. There are things that we've blocked out because our consciousness wants to protect us. And like, there are things I know I've blocked out from my childhood and I'm like, do I want to know? Or like, part of me wants to know because I'm curious. Part of me doesn't because I'm scared. And then I just say like, universe, like if this is going to help me, he'll tell me. And if it's not, then you can keep it. Right. Mm -hmm. And just having that trust, but not, sometimes we don't remember things for a reason. Yeah, absolutely. And if they're meant to come back, they will. And if not, Mm -hmm. then we don't need to go seeking those out. Mm -hmm. Um, I kind of, that reminds me of like dreams. Um, like if, if we're meant to remember our dreams and like what happened and then be able to kind of sort through like the symbolism or like the meanings of them, if if we don't remember, then we're not supposed to know. And if we do remember, then there's, I believe there's meaning, uh, behind those dreams. Um, 
I don't know. Do you have like, uh, I'm sure you get messages and dreams as well. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the main, the main ways I get messages, but that is something that's not developed for me yet. Like I have, and this has been something just since I was, I mean, as long as I can remember, like I've had wild, like crazy dreams. I remember I used to keep a journal, like from as long as I could write until like end of high school, I kept a dream journal and I would go into school every day and I like all my friends and I would talk about our dream, like the dream. And I, we'd like Google what the meaning was. And I'm like, this is wild. Like I, I don't know that many other people who remember every night's dreams and have such intense, vivid dreams and none of them even make sense. And there are specific things I, I, now I do. And then as I started getting into this world, you know, a lot of these healers are saying, you know, you get all of your they're telling me you get messages. They send you messages in dreams. Does that resonate? And I'm like, oh, well, this is why I have crazy ass dreams all the time, but I don't know what any of these mean. Like, it's not clear to me except for that one with the Reiki. Um, and so this is something to this day. And like when I worked with Kelly, she was saying the same thing. She was like, you know, they tell you things in dreams. And I'm like, really? Well, can they make it a little bit clearer for me? Cause I don't know what, this makes no sense. So I definitely have a lot of dreams, but to this day, I don't know what they, like sometimes I know, like, but it's not something that like, I, I don't feel like I can count on dreams to give me a clear message, but I get it very clearly when I'm conscious, but I do have wild dreams like that every night that I remember very vividly. Um, so yeah. Do you, do you get messages in dreams? I, I do. And I think I resonate with like, it doesn't feel like it's super, um, like honed in for me yet, but mm-hmm. it's, it's something that I've been told is like, one of my, um, like I've been told one of my gifts and I'm saying not very like loosely that Mm -hmm. I get premonitions through dreams, Mm -hmm. but I like very much, um, resonate with that because I remember even just like, you know, you said going back to being younger, you kind of see things that like I would have dreams about things. And like, I remember like things happening like later or like maybe a little bit later. Um, but I definitely know that's a gift, um, of mine. And like my grandma will visit me in my dreams. Like I know, um, like when she's in my dreams, like she's actually visiting me. Um, and I will get like symbols, like animals in my dreams. And then I'll kind of have to like, again, it's like you mentioned, like, you know, you would Google things and stuff and it's like, I do that too, but I really try to like think about, okay, what does this like animal bring up for me? What does this mean? What emotions do I get? Because that's really, I think where our messages come from is those intuitive feelings and like thoughts that we get when we look at whatever that is. And I feel the same way with like tarot. Um, mm-hmm. When I pull a card for myself or someone else, I if it's for me, I ask myself, okay, what, what's coming up for me? Like, do I feel positive emotion, negative emotion? Like, you know, um, kind of start there before I go to like the book and like, see like what mm-hmm. the interpretation is. Um, and yeah, so I think tapping into what, like, what does that dream mean to me is important. Yeah, definitely. I think also just speaking to the tarot, like, Tarot and the pendulum are two of my favorite tools, but the reason why I don't always have people start there is because I would rather them not use that to tap in if possible, because I know I've gotten in this trap too. And I see a lot of people, it's like they depend on the tarot and the pendulum and then it stops working. 
like it stops working and it's like they want the pendulum to give them the answer but it's like it's not really the pendulum it's you slash the the tarot cards like some people are so dependent on their tarot that it's like they're no longer tapped in and like looking for it within themselves. Right. And so I think they're really helpful tools and I love tarot and pendulum. Like I, every day I'm doing it, like I love Mm -hmm. it, but I do think it's really important to develop outside of that and not feel like I can't get a message if I don't have my tarot cards. Um, you know, I think it's, it's a tool and a really helpful and a great thing to do, but I see this often and I fell in this trap too when I was first playing with my tarot. Like, like I would, I, I was like so dependent on them. I'm like, I have to ask the, the tarot. And like, I was like, I don't know what the message is if I don't have my tarot cards. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Right. So I would just caution people with that to, to know if, are you dependent on them? Like, or are you using it as a tool and a way to start tapping in? Yeah, I totally agree with you. And I've fallen into that too, where I'm like, I start to get like needy with the cards or like, um, I remember going into the crystal store and being like, I need a pendulum because Christina talks about her pendulum and I, I feel like I need one so I can ask it questions. And she's like, you don't need a pendulum. Like you, you're not ready for that yet. <laughs> like, cause, cause she knew I was going to be dependent on it. Like to mm-hmm. ask all the questions. Um, so yeah, the pendulum, I, I love my pendulum and like, I don't think everybody responds to it as well. Like that was something really like, I feel like it's kind of unique for me. Like, I mean, not that I'm the only one at all. Right. But in the sense of when I went, when I was first working with Firestar, um, she brought a bunch of pendulums and I was like, what are these? And like, I didn't even know when I was using it. And she was like, she was like, I've never seen a pendulum respond like that to someone. She's like, I've been doing this for years. Like, and she uses, that's one of her main tools. And she was like, this is crazy. And like my, my other friend was there too. And she was trying to, and she was like, it's not working for me. And Firestar was just like, you know, not everybody responds to the same tools. It's like some people do really well with tarot. Some people don't. Some people do really well with Oracle cards. Like not everybody, like the pendulum doesn't always respond. And she was like, she was like, the pendulum works really well for you. Like, like you should, you should use this. And so since it's been a really important tool for me, but I don't think it's as useful for other people necessarily. So it's all about what res- what resonates for you, I think. Yeah, I I totally agree. And like I think that's why like like some of my clients are interested in like these types of things and they're like, "Okay, what do I do?" And I'm like, Again, it's like I can give you all the different tools on like options, quote unquote, like it's like a menu of like different things, but really you need to tap into your intuition. Like what do you, Mm -hmm. what do you feel called to? Mm -hmm. Um, And also too, you probably resonate, but like what I've found is that if I'm forcing an answer, like if I'm like, okay, I got to get the cards out because I need an answer on this thing. Like, then mm-hmm. I pull a card and I'm like, what the fuck is this card? Like, this doesn't resonate. And it's like, yeah, because the energy that you went into it with was like this needy, I need an answer mm-hmm. instead of like, you truly felt energetically, like non-attached is kind of how I think of it to like mm-hmm. getting an answer. That's when you get answers. Mm-hmm. Like I receive messages when I'm like, when I'm not like okay, guides, like I need an answer right now. Like, give me a sign. You know, you can do that, but like, Mm -hmm. it has to be from that place that isn't like, 
I need this answer because I'm dependent on it. It's, it's, there has to be this, like, I just can only describe it as like this energetic detachment from the answers. 100%. You have to detach from the answer and the outcome. Otherwise it doesn't come in. And like, this is, for example, I mean, you can ask for a sign. You can ask the universe for a sign, but you're not going to get it if you're looking for it. Right. It's like the key with that. It only works if you're like, okay, universe, show me a sign. If I should X, Y, Z, or show me a sign if this is the right move. And then you forget about it. You forget, you have to forget about it. If you are looking for it, if you're like, is this going to come up? It won't come. And it won't work. And it's exact. It's exactly that. It's the energy behind it. It's like if I'm in meditation and I'm like, I need to know what I should do. It's not going to come. But if I'm just like, what do you want to tell me today? Or like, what do I need to know about this? And I just trust like that what's going to come through, like what should come through will, then it works. And that's part of why I love just like having a consistent practice that gets you tapped in every day, because then you can kind of approach it with like, whatever needs to come through is going to come through today. And I don't even, sometimes I ask, like I ask for specific guidance, but more often than not, it's just like, I don't even have to ask specifically because I know it's going to come when I need to. So like when I have my practice every day to tune in, like what flows through flows through and it's always what I need you know, but anytime I'm like, I really need to know what the answer is here. Like, and it's that desperation. It's that need. It's that dependency. It doesn't come through or something will come through. That's not real. Right. The same way, like when I was first, when I was first learning how to work with clients and I was like, okay, I really need all the psychic messages. Like give them to me. Like it was like blank. And I'm like, shit, like it's not coming through. I really wanted to get people as much as I could. And then I'm like, now I'm like nothing. I'm like assuming nothing's going to happen. And I'm just like doing it. And then all the stuff flows through because I'm just unattached. I'm like, if nothing comes in, nothing comes in. I don't really care. Right. Um, and then all the stuff comes in. So there really need, does need to be that, that release, that detachment, that just total trust. Mm-hmm. Uh, 150%, like totally. Mm-hmm. And something that just came up for me, a couple things. So like when we were talking about kind of that non-attached, like not being a needy place, um, I was thinking about like my human design, um, one of my sessions with Kelly recently, and she was telling me about the type of like exercise that my body prefers. And so mine is uh, the feminine, which is not surprising at all because I love to dance and be really fluid and like, you know, do yoga and walking and stuff. And um, she was like, yeah, you're like, I will never like ever forget this. Your body is the gateway to your intuition. So when you're in alignment with your body and um, you're like moving in a way that your body prefers, that's when your messages and your downloads come. Mm-hmm. And you're not, and when you're not coming from a place of like, guys, I need an answer right now. Like your answers will come when you're living out um, like your design, which is to be like very fluid and, um, that then reminds me of like, you know, I mean, the nutrition work that you do. And I know you've like transitioned into more of the business work, but um, that is your, uh, where you, that's your like pillar um, and getting people into alignment in their bodies and like how that uh, can lead to like this more open intuition and like tapping in. Um, I don't know. I just kind of went with what felt like coming out, but can you maybe offer anything, um, like your thoughts about that kind of your body and intuition and health and yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I think that it comes back to anytime there's resistance, something's out of alignment. And this is why I love human design. Learning about your digestive type usually triggers memories for people like, oh yeah, that's how I ate when I was younger. That feels really natural. Or that's how I always, I always eat. And it gives people permission to do things that might not make sense or they don't believe, but it, it, like <laughs> they don't believe that there isn't science behind it or whatever. But, you know, I'm a really big believer in individualized nutrition. And the more, the more I'm in the space, the less and less I care about the science <laughs> and the more my nutritional paradigm has shifted. And I really believe there's a time and a place for every diet. And like every person is so different. And first of all, between each other, but also in what they need at different points in their life. And what I know is that anytime we're in a place of resisting our bodies or trying to force it to be a certain way, it doesn't work. And it might work for a short, it might work for a time. It might, it, you might get results at the beginning, but in the long run, it's going to backfire on you big time. In terms of spirituality, the more you just tap into what your body wants, your soul wants, and get let like get out of your head, out of your ego, out of like what is my thought, my logic saying, the more spiritual you become. And for some people, that means eating carnivore makes them feel more in tune. For some people, that means eating vegan opens things up. For some people, that means eating you know a mixed diet. It's like it's different for everybody. Um, but I think the more you just really listen to what your body needs, the more you, like, and this is like, you know, you can start with a template, but then work from there and really listening to your body, not what your head is saying, not what I should do. Anytime it's a should, like throw that out the window. And like, I, I, I mean, it can be as simple as closing your eyes and being like, what do you want today? Your body will let you know. And, but however, this only works in the absence of things that, change your brain pathways, such as caffeine and sugar, right? And But when we're talking about unprocessed foods, your body will tell you what it needs, right? But you have to slow down and be in tune enough to actually listen to it. Um, so I think, yeah, that's kind of how, that's how kind of how, kind of how I feel about food now. And I think food, I mean, food is energy and we forget that. And every food, um, has a different energy to it. Like the different macronutrients have different energy energies to them that can help us in different ways, depending on what we need as do different colors of food. Like, I mean, I'm really into the color of food right now and like frequencies and the energy of food and the energy behind it. And also the energy like in which we eat food changes how we digest it. If you're eating something cause you just think you should, like it's not going to digest well, but we should all be excited. I mean, especially like I'm a generator. I should be excited about what I eat, but so should everybody else. Like it doesn't even matter what type you are. Like we should enjoy our food because it's energy. And like the way we're going to digest and absorb it depends on our energy behind eating it. And like this comes, and this is with exercise, nutrition. Are you eating this because you hate yourself and you're trying to force your body to be a certain way? Or are you eating this because you want to love and nourish your body and give it the type of energy it needs, you know, and sometimes that is a cookie and sometimes that is a bro is a piece of broccoli, right? It just, it just depends where, but it's all about the intention behind it. And this is why people can eat the same person can eat the exact same diet at two different times in their life and have a totally different result because the energy behind it is different. You know, um, I've eaten, I've eaten paleo before, like hating myself and just wanting to force myself in a certain way. And I've eaten paleo before, like 
because I just knew it's how I, I felt my best and I was nourishing my body and giving myself energy and I, I felt good that way. But it was from such different intentions. And I mean, this goes into, I mean, kind of more, you know, as a therapist, like with eating disorders and orthorexia, people always ask about what's the line with orthorexia? And I know it's not like in the DSM or whatever, but whatever. It's like, it's all in the intention behind it. If you're eating healthy because you're scared of everything or trying to force your body to be a certain way, that's disordered. When you're eating a certain way because you really just want to be healthy and nourish your body, like that's that's not, that's being healthy. Um, and this is where I have issues with the intuitive eating space and that's a whole other tangent. But I really think we need to take a step back and remember that food is energy. Like food is energy and there's a vibration to everything. There's a frequency to everything. And so how can you eat to best raise your vibration and raise your frequency and nourish yourself with like the energy your body wants? Yeah, totally. Um, I mean, I just like don't have anything to say because it was just like so on point. Like it makes so much sense that all of these things tie in together. Um, If we want to be more intuitive and we want to live in alignment with, you know, high vibration energy, then we need to be focusing on the energetics of everything in our life. So that's food, that's people. Um, I, I want to say something that I think is important with, with my philosophy and like why I'm so passionate about nutrition, because I think that's the place everyone needs to start. And it's not just about health, but like, if you want to be successful in business as an entrepreneur or whatever your job is with business, your nutrition has to be on point. I fully like that is the first thing for success in my opinion, because it gives you energy. It gives you brain fuel. Like that is how your body runs the same way. Like if you want to be intuitive and tapped in, um, you, your body needs to be at a high frequency, right? Like I really don't believe that you can be fully tapped in and like the best healer you can, if you're eating all processed foods, like it just like, this is what is fueling your cells and your brain. Right. And it's all about like, are we made of love and we're made of love if we're fueling ourselves from a place of love, right? And giving ourselves processed things that don't, that make us feel like shit, right? Isn't, is not doing that. And like, so nutrition, and this is why I think it's so beautiful because I really feel like nutrition is, is a starting point for anyone who wants to up level. It's not just about like eating healthy to look a certain way or like be a healthy person. It's like, I don't care what your goal is. Like, I really believe that eating a healthy diet is super important. Like, because it, it, I mean, it leads to everything else to be successful. Um, and people notice that shift. Like if they're eating crappy and it's like, oh, I can't get in in, in tune. It's like your body needs kind of a clean slate. Like how, of course, how are you going to get downloads when, when you're not fueling yourself properly and there's not a good energy within your system. (laughs) Right. So I just think it's so important to realize, like, it's not just about being healthy because some people are like, I don't care about being healthy. I'm like, well, I don't care what your goal is. If you have any goal, it's probably going to start with your nutrition because that's, that's everything. That's why in human design, like the first thing is like, how do you best digest your food? Like that's the first thing, right? Because you, you need to be able to absorb and digest your food, assimilate the nutrients so that you can function best. Um, and so I just think it's so funny how it all circles back. It totally does. And like, I, uh, of course, a hundred percent agree with what you're saying and like have definitely noticed that in my life. Like, um, you know, I've struggled with like all spectrums of like different eating 
disorders, you know, um, and really noticing like, yeah, I don't operate the best. I'm not showing up the best for my clients, um, for myself, uh, and my energy. I just describe it as my energy feels icky. Mm -hmm. Um, if I'm not putting the proper fuel in my body and, you know, I know I talked about this with you before we started recording, but like going back to like intuition and the importance of nutrition and health, like you, um, helped me without knowing until I told you that I knew intuitively there was some, something underlying going on with my gut for literally years, but I just like couldn't figure it out. But I knew intuitively, I was like, no, there's something more going on here. And I just, I don't know exactly what it is. Mm -hmm. And you talked about candida. And then it was just like this intuitive moment where I was like, that's it. Mm -hmm. That's what I've been dealing with for years. And there is a part of me that was like, wait, what if I don't have it? And it's like, no, you know, like, you know, intuitively. And so then being able to start this like healing path, um, with your protocol, um, like I'm excited because I know when I get this shit under control, like, whoa, I know my gifts are going to open up even more. And like, mm -hmm. I'm going to receive even more because I don't have this like root. Um, I hesitate using the word disease, um, this gut issue. Um, and I felt blocked, um, in the past two years as I've been awakening, I felt blocked. Like, I'm like, okay, I know things are opening up. I know they're opening up, but like, why I don't feel like I'm fully in touch. And I, as I'm talking to you now, kind of intuitively feeling like it's because I've had this like thing, uh, <laughs> I use the word festering, mm -hmm. like, um, and, and I feel like this is like my last, like one of my last kind of keys into opening that up more. And it's so fascinating to me um, to think about like the, also the metaphysical manifestations of these um, things. Like, I don't know if you're familiar, you're probably familiar with Louise Hayes. Um, she has like the list and mm -hmm. it's like A to Z, like basically any physical ailment that you could have from a headache to yeast infection and mm -hmm. she tells you, uh, it's like the metaphysical meaning of it. Mm -hmm. And you're going to love this. I looked up candida yeast infection and it's like, I cried when I read it. It's like impressive parenting, like denying your own needs. And it was just like, holy shit. <laughs> mm -hmm. That makes sense for me too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it's so true. And one of my favorite books I have here, I, I use for all my clients is Yvette Rose, Metaphysical Anatomy. And she, it's the oh. same thing. It's like, it's this whole, it's like a Bible of, you know, all the different health issues and it's in depth with how, how to like all the causes, all the emotional causes and like how to break through that. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's so true. And like for people who, I mean, <laughs> it's not a coincidence that so many people in the health and wellness space are like woke and spiritual. It's not just like every, like what's the correlation? Uh, it's kind of causation to be honest, because it's like the cleaner, the clean, really the cleaner your body is, the more you can open up because I mean, physical things do block it for sure. You know? Um, 
so yeah, it's, it's the same way. Like I told people about whenever I explain bloating to people, like the emotional side of that, they're like, Whoa, like, I'm like, literally you're bloated because you have undigested emotions and those are, that's energy just as much as food it is. So when you swallow your emotions, you don't digest them. They're in your digestive tract. And then you're putting more food on top. Like it's just undigested stuff like fermenting in there and emotions can ferment just the same way food can. Right. And so until you deal with those emotions, you're going to be bloated. And it's true. It's, it's all energy. And I think it's hard for people to wrap their heads around because of that, just resistance and denial, because it's really hard to face that shit. Like, you know, and and people get angry. It's like, so what? I'm sick because my parents like were oppressive. Well, what do you want me to do about it? It's like, that's not the point. Right. And so we can get angry with it. We can get angry about it, or we can start to work through that and release those emotions and get rid of those blocks and those cords and those stories. So I think people, people get really triggered by it, but if you get triggered, you need to hear it, you know, because all of this stuff is people don't want to take responsibility. They want to feel like, Oh, like this happened to me, poor me, you know, like I didn't have any, it wasn't my fault. And it's like, it's not like it's your fault, but it's just saying like, this is, yeah, it's within yourself. And I think it's actually empowering. Like, I think it's actually empowering to realize like, oh, like I acted this way. I have unresolved anger, unresolved sadness. It's manifested. So I actually can take my power back and not be at the mercy of like whatever the medical system is or taking all these supplements and like actually work on it on an energetic level. And I'll feel better in the end, even though it sucks to move through it. Um, I think it's actually empowering, but it's so true. Like all of the energetic stuff can affect us just as much as, as the physical can and, and, you know, physiological bacteria, whatever, whatever's going on can be an energetic block for sure. So I think it's awesome. You're finally, um, you know, getting to the root of things and I'm excited to see how you feel after, after you finish the protocol. Yeah. Thank you so much for being, uh, you again, not by accident, like you, helped me, um, on an energetic level, like to realize that. So I thank you so much for that. Um, well, I could talk to you all day and I also want to be respectful of your time. So, um, well, I'll have to have you come back at some point. Um, but before we wrap up, um, I just had a few like kind of like quick fiery fun questions to ask you because I I thought it would be it would be fun um so can you um tell me like two of your favorite podcasts besides yours which is amazing and everyone oh man two of my favorite podcasts I'm gonna say am I allowed to look at my podcast app yeah of course I'm like I don't even know I don't honestly listen I mean, I guess Mind Pump, like Mind Pump, I haven't listened in a little while, though. I'm going to be totally honest. I don't really listen to podcasts anymore um, because it clutters my brain. Like I I found that the more podcasts I was listening to, I wasn't putting out as good content and it allows Mm. me to like just stay more in my lane and not worry about what other, other people are doing. But I do always love Mind Pump and I also love, um, I also love my friend Ariel Laurie, um, The Blonde Files. 
because I feel like it's just like, it's like a good mixture of like, it's wellness, but also some lighter stuff and like girl talk. Um, and just like not as serious, like, you know what I mean? Like I feel, I used to listen to so many podcasts about paleo and chronic illness and like science. And I'm just like, I'm, I'm just like, can we take a break? And I, I, I like her show because it kind of reminds me of my own, I guess. <laughs> I um, so yeah, I'm going to say those. Awesome. Thank you. Um, and I totally agree with you. Like sometimes it's just like too much input can really like cloud that space that we need. Um, what is your favorite food maybe right now? Cause I know it kind of sort of changes <laughs> right now. My favorite food is literally like paleo bread with sunflower butter and jam or, or smushed berries. Yum. That's like, that's like a, that's not like a single food, but that's just what I'm into right now. That sounds so good. Sounds like a childhood spin, uh, a paleo, paleo childhood spin on a pizza. It is. I love that. Um, what is your, so I know you love your drinks. Um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, it might be a hard question, but can you name like, what's your favorite drink right now? Like if you had to pick one. My favorite drink is a matcha, like a, a matcha latte. Um, so I like to do like matcha with milk, um, almond milk, and I put some vanilla powder in it. And I also like the vanilla further foods collagen. Um, that's like my favorite morning drink, but I mean, honestly, like I am obsessed with the further food chocolate ratio, like, cause all you have to do is put water in it and it tastes like the most delicious hot chocolate. Like when I first tried it, I was like, is this real? Is this real life? So yeah, that's more of like my nighttime beverage, but and then I'm like I'm a big matcha person. I love a good matcha latte. There's something so comforting about a latte to me. Um, even in the afternoon, I like to make like peppermint lattes. Like I'll do peppermint tea and coconut milk and just blend it up, do some vanilla in it. Um, but yeah, in the morning, I'm for sure a matcha latte kind of person. I I have to say the further food chocolate cauldron is like life. And I've never tasted anything like it. And I have like literally like three or four, <laughs> four tubs. Um, yeah. All, like, so good. Oh man. So good. Um, okay. Uh, two more favorite dessert right now. Oh my God. I mean, it's always going to be. Okay. You know what? These brookies I may I've been making so oh, the, the top so yeah the bottom's brownie the top's a cookie because I was gonna say either a brownie or a cookie and I'm like no brookie with with coconut milk ice cream on top like oh. that's it I'm such an ice cream with a baked good kind of person I can't have one without the other I need them both and I I just like coconut milk ice cream better than dairy anyways like you know I just like the taste of it it's weird. Um, but yeah, paleo brookie with coconut milk ice cream on top is my move. That sounds so amazing. Um, I saw those and I was like, oh my God, I want that. <laughs> so good. <laughs> okay. Last question. If you had to recommend one book for people to read, what would it be? My favorite book is Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. 
And it's something I always read whenever I want to get re-inspired. Um, so I think everyone should read it. That's what I'm going to say. Love it. Okay. Well, the time has come. Thank you so, so, so much um, for coming on. I'm so grateful and honored that you came on my show. And I know all the places where people can find you, but can you please tell everyone where they can find you and how they can work with you? Of course. Yeah. No, thank you so much for having me on. This was so fun. And you can find me on Instagram at Christina Rice Wellness. And my website is ChristinaRiceWellness.com. And on my podcast, Wellness Realness, which is on all podcast apps. And if you want to work with me, um, I mean, the best thing to do, I would say, is join my, my online membership, Uplevel. It's really, it's literally 20 bucks a month and you get so much information, like hundreds of blog posts that like talk about different healing protocols and I mean, tapping into intuition, all things health and wellness. Um, like I'm building, like there's already one course up there. I'm going to have more courses going in there as well. Um, ton of video content, ton of video exclusive interviews. So there's just like a ton back there. And if you're into things like health and wellness, spirituality, confidence, like all everything in our world, like I highly recommend, um, signing up and that's probably the best way. If you are interested in business coaching, then if you head to my website, you can learn more about my, my coaching there. I work with people, um, in a group program and one-on-one. And if you are interested in having a Reiki session or intuitive session with me, then your best bet is to message me on Instagram or email me at info at ChristinaRiceWellness.com. Um, I keep it, I don't put it up on my website anymore. I keep it like kind of word of mouth as of right now, but yeah, I'm definitely still booking. I just don't put it on the site. Um, so yeah, those are all the different ways to work with me. So yeah, I'm so, I'm so grateful to be on this podcast. So thank you for having me. Thank you. And I'm so, so grateful that you came on and I will put all of your links in the show notes and I want people to know that the membership is next level. Like you get so much, so much valuable content out of it. It's like actually ridiculous. Like, yeah. And the Reiki sessions, I just had to echo all that, but yes. Thank thank you you. so much. Thank you. Thanks.